Yo, what's up? Highlight your boy. This is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Triple. And you are here with us at the Hero Complex, 4456 Main Street in beautiful Manny Yunk section of Philadelphia. Yeah. It's a comic book shop where you can buy comics and come and watch us talk about comic book related stuff. Well, I mean, they can also join us. They don't have to come watch us. They can also like get on a microphone. We'll give you a microphone and you can get on. We'll give you a microphone. Yes, we have microphones and microphones aplenty. But if you say something I don't like, I will snatch that fucking microphone right out of your face. You know, we curse on this show. Do we? I yes. never noticed. Do you curse on all of your uh, pop, uh, not pop. Cold pop? Cold pop shows. Um, Yeah. Uh, Spoiler alert. Yeah. Gutter talk. Yeah. Cannibal horror cast. Yeah. Yeah. Because as it's not, I mean, it's not, I don't really think about it. Obviously, because you curse. But we don't curse on Black Tribble's Prime, but that's because that's a radio. radio. It's a radio show. Yeah. Um, You guys are fucking hoity toity. But because of that, we, for the most part, try to stay away from cursing on all of our other shows. Should I stop cursing? No, this is a joint project. Okay, cool. Feel the free. Say what the fuck Listen, you want. Listen, you mother fudger. <laughs> Get the fudge out of my face. Curse if I want to. You're such a cunt. <gasps> I love that word so much. <laughs> I love that word. It's so good. It's such like, wh- it, I understand why people don't like it, and they should not like it, but it feels so good. Certain words just feel good. It feels good. Yeah. We got an email. Emails. From Letters. Yeah, we got letters. We got lots, lots and lots, lots and lots, 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 lots of letters. This one came from Beast Tribble. Hey, guys. Or excuse me. He says, hi, guys. Oh. <laughs> to answer a question from a few weeks back, my favorite adaptation of all time has to be the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Woo! Although it wasn't a perfect ad- adaptation, it was damn near perfect. Peter Jackson really took his time to tell that story, and I would even argue that we had the Lords of the Rings trilogy to thank for the popularity of nerd culture today. Hmm. I mean, think about it. There were people who had never read the books that all of a sudden walked out of Fellowship of the Rings movie theater in complete and absolute anticipation of what was coming next. Good point. I was just going to answer JD's question because I thought it was funny. Most of my favorite cartoons growing up really don't stand the test of time at all. However, one that's animation might not be all that great now, but storyline I feel still holds up. Exo Squad, Man versus Machine, Racism, Concepts of Slavery all suddenly rolled into one fun-filled half hour that never came across as preachy. I really can't think of a series that left me in limbo, but I can think of a novel series that did. J.R.R. Martin's Game of Thrones. Dun, dun, dun. The six-year wait in between books was enough to induce a murder spree. <laughs> Anyways, I love the topics that you guys keep throwing out, and I love listening to the friendly banter that you guys have between you. I would gladly contribute to any Patreon that will help you guys pump out more content, and I know I wouldn't be alone. it. Ni due ni metra. I believe that? that's either Spanish or French. Oh. And I'm not sure of w- what it means. Oh, that looks French. It does look French. Yeah, that looks French. But I'm not sure of what it means. Okay. But uh, that that's his email from uh, Beast Tribble. Thanks, Beast Tribble. La Beast. Oh, that's nice. La you going to send yeah. us some money? going to send us some money. He's good people. Just envelopes of money. Just He's good people like that. Um... So, I have never heard of Exo Squad, or is that what it was? Exo yeah, Squad? Exo Squad. I don't remember that cartoon. Yeah. It sounds familiar, but I certainly don't rem- ever remember it. Mm-mm. No. Um, trying to remember uh, something that, what was it, ended poorly was the question? Our favorite cartoon? Obviously, Ren well, and Well, a cartoon that maybe doesn't hold up now or something oh, like that. Yeah, mine was Ren and Stimpy. I still love that. And then they redid it for Spike, the Spike channel, and it was just When was the last time you watched Ren and Stimpy, though? Because I would contend that Ren and Stimpy does not hold up. It is cause, because it was so much of about being a gross out factor uh-huh. that, and and there was no subtlety to it. No, therefore no, that at, at this at the stage of where at now, mm-hmm. it would just be like this is like really dumb. I've watched it recently, and it may be just the nostalgia factor that 
keeps me enjoying it. Okay. Yeah, you know I mean, all right. I had the cassette tape. I had the video game. Uh, I was all about running Stinger. Wow. Yeah, I was all about that show. See, like you can like for me, I grew up like no matter what happened, my favorite cartoons growing up growing up were the Warner Brothers cartoons, and for the most part, of course, there's some clunkers in amongst in amongst them. For the most part, I can watch a good batch of them and still yeah, crack yeah. up laughing. You mean man. just like Bugs Bunny? Well, I love Bugs Bunny, but... Um, See, mine were the second generation or the next generation, whatever that was. I enjoyed some Bugs Bunny stuff, like the opera episode and, mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that. Um, mine was... Uh, oh, what were they called? It was Animaniacs. Oh, Animaniacs. Yeah, well, yeah, I loved Animaniacs and... and, and um, Looney Tunes. Looney, no. Not, not, not Looney Tunes. Not Looney Tunes. Tiny, Tiny, Tiny Tunes. Tunes. Tiny Tunes. Yeah, yeah, Tiny Tunes was my jam. And I also and I also loved a, a show that doesn't get as much love as it deserves, Tasmania. I thought Tasmania was pretty cool. Oh. You don't remember Tasmania? Tasmania Down in Tasmania. Yeah. Down in Tasmania. It's I about do Taz remember and his family. That. I do remember that. That was actually a very cool show. Man. As soon as you said that, I could kind of think of the music. Yeah, that was really, really, really dope. Huh. Um, yeah, Ren and Stim uh, the Okay, oh, 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 oh. What about yes, the best? snatched your microphone. I snatched my own microphone away from myself so that I could say something. Um, <laughs> Batman the Animated Series. Looking back, going back and rewatching some of those episodes, I forgot how shoddy some of that animation was. Yeah, because they were formatted mm. out to different, especially the first couple of seasons, to Yikes. different... Um, because there's this famously, there's the two-parter with um, the uh, origin of Clayface, mm -hmm. which if you watch the first part of it, it's pretty good animation. It's not bad, right? But if you watch the second part of it, it's like world-class animation. It's oh, like, it got better. Oh my god! How's you gonna say? I, I, you the flipped it on me. The second part, the second part, of, the second half of that, there's um, the, the whole like. Like third act takes place in like uh, backstage of this TV studio, mm -hmm. and you see like all the reflections of all all of the TV screens, oh, the Batman wow. fighting place space. It's freaking epic. Now, juxtapose that against the two part uh, Robin's Reckoning, which is the origin of Robin. Mm -hmm. First half of the uh, first half, beautiful animation. Oh my god, this is like a this is like this is like like. Disney. This is like mm -hmm. Fritz Freeling or something like that. Second half, what the? Oh, what the? Why'd y'all farm it out to Hanna Barbera? Oh, like it's like literally look like Fred Flintstone. Oh, it's, it's a bummer. It's it's a shame. Yeah, I, I had gone back and because I, I ha, in my memory, man, I have that on such a pedestal that mm -hmm. animated series for what it had done for the time that it came out. Yeah. That when I go back and look at it now, I'm a little disappointed. Yeah. So. I, I tend to not do that. What, ho what, but what makes them all hold up though is that story-wise, mm -hmm. they're all still killer. Yeah, they're all still great, and there's enough greatness in uh, in amongst them that you don't mind. I mean, like the first episode, the first, um, the first uh, 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 first season where you the 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 episode where you meet Mister Freeze. That's oh yeah, like, that's so classic. Mm -hmm. um, the first. Um, Time it, when he make Har Harlequin, mm -hmm. uh, that's classic. So there's so it does live up. I found that when they rebooted it, um, after the Superman animated series, and then they went back and they rebooted it and gave him the black and gray costume yeah. and everything like that, and they introduced Tim Drake. There's some clunkers there, but the animation is more consistent. Okay. And those like maybe like 18, 20 episodes they did. They Was that just the Adventures lot. of Batman exactly. and Robin or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I think by that time I kind of dipped out. Yeah, if you go back to them, the, the animation uh, stands stands up. On those you know, cool. talking about the difference in animation, I remember. The, I guess it must have been. I feel like there was a G.I. Joe animated film intro, which was all them fighting around yep. the um, Statue of Liberty, which was yep. dope. Yep. So good. Uh, it was like uh, anime, mm -hmm. almost, some of it. Some of the like those special effects that they put yeah. on a little bit yeah. back in the day. The way they worked that camera. The around, camera yeah. and like yeah. the shine that things had, the mm -hmm. glint that things had. It was very cool. The, just the way things moved was um, better. And then you would get into the episode. Yep. And you're like, oh. Yep. Oh shit! Same thing with um, Transformers. Yep. Transformers had a really great intro. Yep. And then oh, 
Yeah, but uh, the yeah. but 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 it made sense because you're talking about you know an intro which you can spend like months on mm-hmm. versus a uh, episode. Yeah, an episode which you got you got to crank it out. out, man. You know what pump, I'm saying? Pump, pump, pump it out. Um, all right, another email. Thank you, Beast. Thank you, Beast. So, Pink Apocalypse wrote in. Oh, we asked to hear from the Pink Apocalypse. So, and I'm glad that we heard once again. And then again we did, yeah. From the Pink Apocalypse. She said, yo! What up, though? Random thoughts. One, I don't think that corporations cock-jousting with each other over competing streaming services is going to end well for the consumer. The pendulum started with, Hey, cable subscriber, we're going to screw you for the cost of sports channels you don't even want. Then swung over to the current sweet spot of, hey, cable company, screw your channel package. I'll just use Netflix and Hulu. To the future, hey, viewer, get ready to be forced to subscribe to 10 different streaming services to get the shows you want. It's part of the reason I'm boycotting the new Star Trek series. Mm. A small part. The other 99% of the reason is just because it looks like a dumpster fire like the Abrams (laughs) movies. Two, even ever since childhood, I have never even once cared the tiniest bit about Captain America. I always thought he was boring and lame, but the movie Incarnation, hands down, has been my favorite character so far. I love him more than any other big screen Marvel hero so far. I've gotten weepy watching him. (laughs) On the other hand, I love Doctor Strange the comic, but the movie fell with a dull thud for me. Pretty weird. Three, Netflix's The Defenders was just kind of there no good or not good not bad kind of slow a little boring i was bummed that jessica didn't jump fly fall just once yours pink apocalypse aka where no tribble has gone before if available my nerddom is tos at heart to which i looked at len with a quizzical look tos <laughs> and that's star trek the original series right? exactly yeah 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 Exactly. So uh, that's a great name where no triple has gone before. That is a very good name, and it is not taken Pink Apocalypse. However, we on Black Tribbles have uh, issued an edict that unless you, like, call us live or we see you uh, live at an event, um, you cannot just claim your triple designation. Now, okay, here's the thing. If you go to poptardsgo.com, where this is housed still for some reason because I can't afford a new website, if you, if you go to the right, there's a bright pink banner on the website where you can leave us a voicemail. There you go. Does that count? That will count. So she has to take the triple's oath. Yes. On a voicemail. Yes. And then we'll play it on the show, and yes. then you can have your designation of the where no triple has gone before. Yes, and no. I'll give you the oath. Here we go. The oath is, I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple true from the way I roll to the way I coo. That's all you have to do and say on the voicemail, and then you can claim your triple designation of where, where no, no triple has gone, gone before. before. Um Oh, I hope she does that. That'll be cute. That would be really fuck. cool. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, thank you so much for writing in Pink Apocalypse. Because she, she, she then sent another email to me, giving me some bullshit that I, that I hadn't read the email yet. I'm like, man, I just haven't gotten to it. It's cool. Um, so let's see. Ever since childhood, Captain Oh, Captain America. Yes. I, I'll, uh, one better. I didn't care about Iron Man either. Before the movie. Before the movie. Yeah. Um, I never, I tried, I think there was some, what was his name? Bob Layton. Bob Layton. In the late 80s, maybe. Yep. Yep. I read some of that stuff. He was in a wheel, he had been shot by his girlfriend in the Mm -hmm. spine or something. He was in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And I was reading that and it was like some, what was his name? The ghost. There was one issue where he was fighting a guy who, like a a Marvel villain called Ghost, the ghost or something. Yeah, I think I know you're talking about. I think it was called Ghost in the Shell. (laughs) Um, But, uh. Yeah, I never cared about Iron Man until Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. And I didn't care about Dr. Strange. Well, I did like um, Brian K. Vaughn's The Oath mm. Dr. Strange story. That I liked, which they pull some of that for the movie. Right. Didn't care about him until the movie. Uh, I mean, I still don't really care about him. Me neither. But it was a fun movie. It was a fun movie. But it was a fun... It was a f- like, I, like I said when I saw the movie, it was the first Marvel movie that I felt was worthy of watching and 3D. Yeah, they did That's a good job. That's the biggest the aspect yeah. of it that I really enjoyed. Yeah, the um, whole, um, what was it? 
The Matrix meets uh, Inception. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's crazy. Um, but I love Captain. You know, I'm, I've I've been a big Captain America fan for a long time. Um, but the Captain America in the comics is ripped straight from the uh, Captain America books that Ed Brubaker had yeah. had written. Um, so Pink Apocalypse, if you are a comic book reader, and if you if you do like that Captain America, I would tell you to go back and get the entire run of Captain America that was written by Ed Brubaker because that that's where that's basically the Captain America that you are seeing playing out in the movies now I'm wondering what it is she likes about the Captain America is it Chris Evans charming face and physique the way he acts the way he moves the way he's kind of adorable about being Captain America um, what because I like that about the the on-screen version I also like watching him move when he goes on, was it Winter Soldier? And he, the beginning scene where they go onto that freighter, mm -hmm. and he's yeah, just yeah, yeah. stealthily kicking every every ass he sees yeah. with both his shield and his boots. Right. Um, and then he like, takes on a Batroc. What's and the Batroc? Yeah, the Zelipero. Um, that's the way I want him to move. Like that's you want Captain America to move. Yeah, but I don't get that from the comics. No, you don't. So you, I got kind of a like. You a, tr but. In the defense, I mean, it is a comic, so sometimes yeah, you, can't. you can't really. You can't do it. But I did always get, and maybe it's my bias, but I always did get this sense that uh, George Perez, and, and to a degree John Byrne, when they drew Captain America, that that's how Captain America moved. Straight mm -hmm. back all the way, you know, like no joke. Yeah. Um, with what he, total confidence in everything that he's doing. But the one thing you said about Chris Evans yeah, there is something about the way he moves, um, but I think that what Chris Evans has won Chris Evans over, where is his uh, his earnestness? I know that yeah. he brings to it. I mean, he you feel not only it's it's funny because he's been in so many movies. I mean, he was Johnny Storm in mm -hmm. the Fantastic Four movies by Tim Story. Uh, he was one of the losers in mm -hmm. the in in that show in that um, movie, and then I think he did something else. I can't remember. Uh, he was in Push. Okay, which is another yeah. superhero movie. Right. He was, that's three. That's Captain America four. Um, gosh, there was a, there's another one uh, that I'm forgetting. There's but another one, but but um, well, he was in Snowpiercer, but that's Snowpiercer, which another is another comic, comic book. Movie. That's five. But I'm I'm speaking more to his character, like as Johnny Storm. Chris Evans, he he certainly has the look of like Johnny Storm, you know, like you know, mm -hmm. all blonde and everything like that. But you get the sense that when he's playing the Captain America, that the nice guy that Captain America is is closer in uh, character, the character to, to whom Chris Evans is. Yeah, you know, like it feels like it. It he. At least wears the character authentically yeah. to me. If it's not, if I find out he's the world's greatest douche, I'll be like, yo, yeah. then you are the world's greatest actor. Yeah. Because you are 100% coming across like, yo, you look like mom, uh, mom, apple pie in the American way. Man. Yeah. Like, I, I buy it from you so, so hard, man. Plus, I also buy from you that when you get into a fight, you confidently think that you can win every fight. And when it seems like it's going to be a little bit too much for you okay <laughs> gotta suck it up yeah and yep. you can see him like just yeah. suck it up man well, that's what i liked about him as an actor is that i wasn't sure when he had been cast as cap i was like oh man human torch guy like yeah he's so good at i thought he was so good at being that snarky kind of dipshit mm -hmm. that because that's he played like three characters like that in a row um that i was i was like i don't know i don't know if he can do that earnestness and then he does it yeah i believe him yeah, I think he's great. Um, but that's, yeah, I never cared about Captain America either. Right. Um, until he had a movie, much like Iron Man. Um, and it's a shame because I think the the reason why a lot of people think Captain America is dull is because it's, he's Captain America. So they're like, you know, he's in their mind, he's straight lace. Yeah. You know, can't do any wrong, anything like that. Um, and then, but... What Captain America does have going for him is because long ago they wrapped him into S.H.I.E.L.D. So even if he is straight lace, he's always juxtapos juxtapositioned against, you know, the spy world, yeah. you know, or international espionage. Mm -hmm. So he's America getting into the Just the fact that he has to deal with Nick Fury. 
Well, yeah, you were very ambiguous and, yeah. and like that. You know, you know, cut to Superman, who is the other pe- person everybody thinks is kind of boring because he's really straight laced. But Superman, because of who he is, you know, he is not only is he boring and straight laced, you know, to some people, but he's also the most powerful. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you can't even do anything with the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have anything to bounce him off of, which is why he plays so nicely against Batman. But yeah. even then, that can't play but so far because Batman's still a good guy. Yeah. You know? So they tr- keep trying to edge, throw some edge in the Superman, and I think they keep, um, I don't know, to me, they keep falling short. Now, some people would say different. I'm sure Randy would. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> but... He's screaming at his, his uh, iPhone. Oh, yeah. You know, he's leaving tons and tons of comments right now. So thank you so much, Pink. Yes, Pink. Um, let's see. Dean Howard wrote in. Dean Howard? Yeah. Not Howard Dean. Not okay. to be confused. Yeah! Usually goes by Z's online. Z-Z-E-E-Z-Z. Okay. Let's see. I have been a faithful listener for about a year now. Figured it was time I contributed. Thank you. First off, the podcast is great. Mm, Great. Thank you, Tony. You guys have a very natural, dynamic interaction, and it feels like I could immediately join in on the conversation if I was present. This has a lot coming from an introverted individual such as myself. (laughs) Keep up the good work. As to some of your recent topics, favorite adaptations, I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember the movie version of Sin City being a great adaptation of the comic. Mm -hmm. Although it is not known as such, Forrest Gump is a great adaptation. The script writers took a cynical, pessimistic book and turned it into a movie about life, love, and perseverance. Loved it. Okay, okay. CBR. I also go to CBR.com for a lot of my news, but the site has gotten worse recently. Mm. I heard it was taken over by new owners a while back, which is when those ridiculous lists, annoying (laughs) pop-ups, ads started. Most of my favorite columns from that site, tilting at wind, tilting at windmills, she has no head, etc., have since moved elsewhere. Oh, yeah. Series that took too long to complete. The one that comes to mind for me is Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series. The series started out strong, but each book kept getting longer and longer with less and less happening. Book wa- one came out in 1990, then book 11 came out in 2005. <laughs> but the series still wasn't done. Then the un- but wait, there's more. Yeah. Then the unthinkable happened. Robert Jordan he died. died. Starting in 2009, the series was taken up by writer Brandon Sanderson using Jordan's notes to complete the series. The final book was published in 2013. The ending was very well done, though I'm probably stretching it a bit to say it was worth the wait. Mm. Looking forward to the next podcast. <gasps> That's that's it. This is it now. <laughs> he didn't have to. W- it's here. You're listening to it. Dean Howard usually goes by Z's online. Thank you, Dean Howard, um, for listening and then finally writing in. We love it. Yes, we do. Thank um, you. Let's see. Anything to respond? Yes, Sin City. I didn't even think of that, but that's a great adaptation. The f- the f- yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first one. Said. I never saw the second one. And nobody did. And I never saw the, oh, gosh. Spirit. The spirit. No. Couldn't, no I no. couldn't do it. Which is a shame because everybody lumps that in with not only do they lump that in now with the sin city series yeah but they lump the whole like idea of the spirit with sin city yeah. so when they see the spirit on newsstands they're like ah i've seen yeah. that no and it's a shame because it's really you know it's a great book especially the reboot that darwin cook did a few yeah. years ago it just it didn't visually i don't know frank miller i think got a little ahead of himself and it was very nice of Robert Rodriguez to really tout Frank Miller as a co-director because of all of the storyboarding he's done, right? Right. And, and he wrote the stories and all that stuff. That doesn't make you a director, bud. No. And I, I think that, you know, I think it was a case of someone being very nice and then the other person really running with it yeah. and being like, oh, man, I really am a director. I could do this. Yeah. Um, but even from the trailer, I was like, oh, no. No. Oh, no, geez. No, no, no. Um, has anyone seen... The Spirit movie. Write, I, us, write us in and tell us about The Spirit, what you thought of it. Cause it should I bother with it? No. Question mark? No. Oh. No. I want to hear what the listeners have to say. Okay. God damn it. They're going to say listen to Len. <laughs> nice. 
Um, I've never read any of the Wheel of Time stuff by Robert Jordan. I've never heard of it. Oh, you've never heard of it? I've heard of it. I just don't know anything about it. So it's a novel. It's series. a circular time wheel contraption. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anything about it. It's a time ball. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that is a long time to wait for your book to finish. That is a long, that's a long time. That's um, a very, 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 mm. very long time. Uh, all right. Thank you so much for writing in, everyone. We love it. You're yes, the best. email us. Send your emails to uh, coatpopgo at gmail.com. Or, or blacktribbles at gmail.com. Yes. All right, so um, we had a couple of things that we wanted to talk about, but you, J.D., had just finished reading Marvel's great new crossover that they have been touting for the past few months. It just recently ended. It is none other than Secret Empire. It is the payoff to everything that's been going down with Captain America and Marvel over the last few months. It recently came to an end, and you, Johnny Destructo, the Triple 2099, just finished reading it. What say you of this magnificently promoted (laughs) event? It's fine. It's fine. So, all right. So I'm one of those dudes, right? I'm, I came out, and I was like, guys, relax. You're upset that the Captain America, he's, he's different than you know him to be previously. It's just a story. It's going to wrap up, blah, blah, blah. Because, I'm along for the ride. Because people were mad because, like, to kind of, like, kick this thing off, they all of a sudden, Captain America announced that he was down with Hydra. Yeah. And for a lot of people... Time. That was a bridge too far. Yeah, yeah. That was a bridge too far. Have you, I mean, like, some, sometimes that happens when you're reading things or you're watching something or uh-huh. something like that, and you come across things that is like, it just either, you know, like, I was with you, I'm there, I'm, I'm along for the ride. Case in point, what was the fourth Transformers movie? I don't know. I don't remember. I think uh, it was the Age of Distinction. I don't know anything after Transformers 1. No, nobody does. But... But Transformers 4. Now, if you... Was that the Dark of the Moon or something? No, because I think that was the third one. Ah, fuck. So, yeah, the third one was Dark of the Moon. The fourth one was the Age of, Age of Distinction because that's the one that had the Dinobots. Oh, okay. Was the fourth one, right? So, and I didn't care about a really give a damn about a Transformer since the first one. But yeah. this one, the fourth one had Dinobots. So I'm like, it's who it's, doesn't love a Dinobot? It's Dinobot. Son? The poster was was Optimus Prime on Riding top of a Dinobot. I'm like, yo. I, was, I hope it was Grimlock. I got to, I got to be there. I yeah. got to be there. Not only do the Dinobots n- not show up until well into the third hour. It's not of three hours of that movie. The movie is. I lie to you not. The theatrical cut of the movie is two hours and 45 minutes. Why the fuck is it two hours and 45? <laughs> Why would you make a Transformers movie that if long? You, if you could see J.D.'s face. What the fuck would you do that for? <laughs> you could see J.D.'s Jesus face. Christ. Not only, not only do they show up like, like at the two hour, 30 minute mark. <laughs> Doing the credits? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, by the way, here's a dynamite. <laughs> They brought the credits with it. <laughs> now the reason why you came. Yeah. <laughs> so not only do they show up then. Yeah. And and Optimus gets on the back of one and quickly dismounts. Okay. So he's not even. <laughs> he's like, you got the shot. Let me get off. Okay. And yeah. then he keeps it moving. You guys know I'm a truck, right? All right, cool. <laughs> not only that, <laughs> but then they go into battle, and they fight whatever the fuck they're fighting. And of course they win, uh-huh. and then Dino, then Optimus Prime tells the Dinobots, "These are dinosaurs, JD. Yeah. Yes, they are robots, but they're huge dinosaurs." Yeah. He tells them, "Go and be free." But they're dinosaurs. Yes. They're giant robotic they dinosaurs. They now go frolicking across the earth as free creatures. <laughs> yes, JD, that happened. Why? And yet, JD, I was that was still not the bridge too no. far. 
I was more. still I was still at the toll looking for change. Yeah. Because you know what? <laughs> you know what? That was amazing. I'm 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 come I'm you know I'm what? across this bridge. I'm across it. Yeah. I'm across it. I got my toll, let's go. But then Optimus Prime, who's been turning into a truck this entire time f- through this movie. Yeah. Who rode a Dinobot into battle so that he could get into battle quicker. Yeah. At the end of the movie, he tells everybody, my time has come. And then Optimus Prime sprouts wings. What? And rockets and flies away. Amazing. He doesn't just Truck. he doesn't just fly over to a next island because maybe he's got like short spurt yeah, short yeah. bursts. Right, right. No, he flies off into space. He flies, JD, yeah. Optimus Prime, the truck <laughs> that rode the rider truck flew <laughs> away at the end. Of this now wait, is there a scene where like it's revealed that? He couldn't transform into a fucking angel until because something was busted and like he just got fixed and now he's an angel. No. Oh. No. I was, I was hoping. I no. Thought, I thought I would give it something. No. What? No. It was at that point that you decided. I stayed in America. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going <laughs> over that bridge. And then you burned it behind you. So. I have a similar one. It's not quite as egregious <laughs> as that, because that's fucking amazing. The dinosaur riding truck grew wings. Um, oh, that was good. Um, what was I watching? Oh, it was like uh, everyone fucking had boners Chris. about it. And it was um, it was uh, uh, monsters versus robots. Oh. Pacific Rim. Okay. Pacific Rim came out. Right. And I, I believe there was a scene like that where I went, Wait, what? So uh, they're fighting the what are the okay? So the they're kaiju, kaiju, and they were the um, the robots were the, called uh, oh the the, um, the mechs were mechs, called they, something. They were called mechs. Um, no, no, they had it done there. I know. They, they Someone had will write in an email. They'll 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 yell at us. Jesus, guys, come on, um, leave us a voicemail. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I believe he, the robot, the robot, is fighting the monster in the water, mm. and then after all of these. I, I think a bunch of them died or something, and he was on his last limbs. And then all of a sudden, he whips out a giant fucking sword. Okay. Okay. Fuck didn't you, why didn't you go into battle with a giant fucking sword? Ah. <laughs> so yeah, it's stuff like that. Yes, I get what you're saying. Um, but that was used to always take me out when I would watch Voltron, because Voltron would steadily be trying to fight these these monsters mm-hmm. with his tiger fists and tiger feet <laughs> and all this yeah. other stuff. And then he'd take out the sword and cut him in half. Yeah. Why don't you just lead with, with the, the sword? sword? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasting uh, gas. Goodness. Oh. Matt? Pause? Go. But, to, to, you know, to go back to um, A Bridge Too Far, things that uh, pull you out. Right. I'd seen, you know, we watched the the finale and the and this episode before of Game of Thrones and the everyone's got their business in a twist because <laughs> um what was it the ni- oh spoiler alert oh spoiler alert if you haven't watched the second the last two episodes, episodes of, of Game, Game of Thrones, Thrones you um, may not want to be listening to the this the dragon podcast. right the dragon becomes a night walker right and all of the the or the, sorry, the White Walkers. Right, the, the Night White King, Walkers. Wa- White Walker. They're pulling the dragon out of the water with these giant chains. Yes. And everybody went, where'd they get chains from? They're zombies. Where do they get these chains? Where do they get chains just from? walking around carrying giant chains just in case they have to pull a dragon out of the bottom of a, of a river? Frozen river? What, are you kidding me? And so I think a lot of people discovered that that was their bridge too far. Like, ah, it's too much. Can't it was a bridge too far. That they found something to use to drag the dragon. Yeah, the out of that dragon had, corpse. The dragon corpse out of the ice. Yeah, on the other side of the wall. Yeah, in Restoros. To become a, a zombie to dragon. Become a zombie. Yeah, yeah, but the chains were too much, my man. No, the, the icicle that took down the dragon. That no, was cool. That was, that was believable. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He threw it seven miles to hit that dragon. <laughs> exactly. And that was cool. Hey. Um, now, my... See, I've seen the Olympics. And sometimes I, I, I go, all right, that's a valid point. But then all I need, really, is just give me something. If someone just explains something to me in a different right. way, and I go, all right, you know what? Sold. Done. Right. And um, the way I would explain that is... Dude can make giant murder sickles, right? Right. Maybe he just fashioned some giant ice chains. Exactly. I can accept ice chains. I can accept that. He Bobby Drake some ice chains together, <laughs> right? And he pulled the dragon up. Did he Bobby Drake or did he Victor Freeze? He, my heart is cold to you, please. <laughs> um, God, that movie was bad. Anyway, so yeah, uh, let us. I want to know what the people, the people out there. What the people? What, what's the your two bridge too far? people who listen to the show, email us in and let us know what's your bridge too far. Were you watching something? 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 Jump a shark? Is mm. what I'm saying. Mm. Oh, hey, we have we have a visitor. No, you can. You, you no, 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 no. Now. Okay, so the, okay, so I'm sorry. We're gonna bring bring you the microphone. Yeah, Say bring you the again. microphone. Say, Say that, that again. It don't count if you're not on mic. So an issue, have an issue with you know, giant chains appearing out of nowhere, but have no issue with Jon Snow essentially teleporting halfway across the country every episode, sometimes two or three times an episode. So my response to that is yes. There's no countdown clock. We don't know how long oh, that exactly. takes. In between episodes, it has it could have been months. Right. The only thing that would maybe sort of ruin that is uh, Cersei's hairstyle. Mm. You know, she got her hair chopped off and it's all gross now. Yeah. Um, and it hasn't grown at all. Right. So maybe she just decided she liked the gross choppy hair look. But yeah, I mean, it takes a, it takes a while. Her hair would have gotten longer if it's been as many months as it's been, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's a good point. And you, what you have to remember is that, especially in this season of Game of Thrones, there are there's three less episodes. Therefore, there's less padding that has yeah, to be done. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you know, because there was a lot, there was a lot of padding. Not stuff and that's yeah. the other thing. Yeah, they're not following Martin's stuff anymore. They're, I'm, in case you can't hear it in the microphone, um, so they're just creating it new for the show because true. my man hasn't finished the books yet. No, he's too busy partying. Which is good for him. He deserves some time off. but And that's a shame because I hate, to, I hate to be the one to say this, but George R. R. Martin is in danger of pulling a Robert Jordan ah. and dying before he finishes his series. Yeah. That's what I keep worried about. Let's face it. He's not the healthiest looking dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he looks like he is one uh, curler away from... Like crawler. Oh, I was like a curler. Not a curler. A crawler. Yeah. <laughs> a donut. Strike, strike that joke. <laughs> so anyway, all of that is just to say to go back to the original conversation, which was Secret Empire, put out by Marvel Comics by Nick Spencer and a myriad of artists. Um, I don't know if there's a bridge too far, so I don't know if all of this uh, had anything to do with our actual conversation. I just, I like the idea. Oh, for, that's what it was. It was a bridge too far for some people for Captain America to be a Hydra agent. Yes. Right, yes. I That was not a bridge too far for me. To me, a superhero is there to overcome extraordinarily bad odds, right? And, right. and to save the day. And so they've done this time and time again with different characters, and they've given them certain things that they have to overcome. And this is just another in a series of things that Captain America has to overcome in order to prove that he is a superhero. Um, I just kicked the dog. I'm sorry, baby. You're too close. So... For me, that wasn't a problem. The problem for me was just the execution. I like Nick Spencer. We love the fix. Mm -hmm. We love the deadly foes of Spider-Man. Yep. Some of the funniest books I've read. I love those. And isn't Nick Spencer a Morning Glory guy? Yeah, I think he's Morning Glory. Yeah. Yep. Um, that one wasn't for me either. I uh, liked it enough. What was the other one that I liked of his? Oh, I like his um, Sam Wilson. Okay, yeah, yeah. And his Steve Rogers I thought was interesting. The Hydra Cap stuff. But this event felt like a whole lot of... What are the 80s montages, right? It's a bunch of montages mm. with a, someone just talking over it. Mm. Someone's monologuing over a montage. I feel like almost every issue of this series had a big battle with someone just mon um, monologuing over it. Uh, this is it was, Rocky Four. So that was not for me. I kept hoping from, and I don't, I don't know why that bothers me so much. I think I'd rather be in the fight, experiencing it as it's happened, the characters talking to each other and figuring out 
what the next move is going to be. Well, what's the story of Secret Empire? The story of Secret Empire is it was revealed that Captain America, Steve Rogers' mother, back in the day was abducted, not abducted, inducted into Hydra, mm. and then Captain America, or Steve Rogers, was raised in Hydra. Um, a character called Kobik made this happen because she is a um, cosmic cube given form. And she thought when she turned Captain America back from super old, he had lost his soldier serum, became old and decrepit. And she was like, I'll fix you, Cap. Bleh. And part of <laughs> fixing Cap was making him a Hydra agent because she was always hanging out with the Red Skull as a cosmic cube right. and thought, well, then that must be good, right? Hydra's, Hydra's dope. So I'll just fix Cap by making him a Hydra agent because right. everyone loves Hydra. So uh, and then the story of Secret Empire is Captain America bringing all of his plans to fruition, mm. taking over America, rewriting kind of the history books, um, making camps for segregation, all this other sort of stuff. Ooh. Um, Ooh. None of which has any relevance to today's political system. So um, that's what the story is about. And then they just wrapped it up this week, and it was fine. I was one of the defenders of the book, and I was really excited for it. But I, I was just kind of like, oh, this was fine. I'm glad it's over because now I'm really excited for the Mark Wade and Chris Somney Captain America legacy stuff that's coming up. Yeah. Return to punching notch. And that's the other thing. My white privilege is speaking loud and clear because now I'm one of those people being like, I can't believe that there's Nazis in 2017. Of course there's fucking Nazis in 2017. <laughs> but I'm living my life in such a bubble that I don't really see them. So right. now that they're coming out because of, again, nothing to do with our political system currently. Not at all. Um, uh, you know, I have to do things like make a shirt that says Alt-Right-Delete and all this other stuff. So now that this whole Nazi thing happened a couple of weeks ago, um, to bring it to the forefront of the conversation at hand, I'm ready for Captain America to go back to punching some fucking Nazis. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. at first I was like, oh, a cute, what a cute little story about Captain America being a Nazi. Mm, mm, cute. I'm done. I'm, I'm ready for Nazi punching. Right. Okay. Back into zeitgeist. Okay. Um, funny that I would use that word. Anyway, um, so that's how I feel about the story. I thought maybe it'll read better in one big lump. Oh, a big another big problem for me, and I don't know if you guys out there in Tribbles land are the same way, but if a story has artwork that doesn't draw me in, yep. I'm not super into the story. No matter how good the writing is, yep. there's a bit of a disconnect for me. And Andrea Sorrentino... While he, I, I believe he's good for books like I, Vampire, mm -hmm. or maybe even like, he's, I don't think he's ever drawn a Hellblazer book, but I could see him drawing a Hellblazer. He's not a big Marvel event guy. Okay. So a lot of the, and there was a, a lot of different artists working on this book. Um, like Steve McNiven did the first and last issue. That's good um, art. He's great, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, a lot of it is Andrea Sorrentino. And that's not for me. Nah, it's too, too dark and muddy and... Angular, I don't know. It's weird. Okay. So I mean, I, I guess thematically it makes sense because America is in a dark period in the book. Right. But it doesn't make me want to look at it. I got. You. So that was a, that was a problem as well. So um, I don't know. Um, so it sounds like Secret Empire may have been much to do about nothing. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. And you know we can go ad nauseum about events in general and how none of them really ever change anything. Much of, especially now because the events are coming on top of each other mm -hmm. so soon, especially to my eye, anyway, yeah. in Marvel. DC, I think, does it uh, as well, but at least with New 52, there was at least a good, what, three, four, five years? In New 52 was like six years. Okay, yeah, so it was a, it was a good little year, but number of years before they kind of like hit the reset button, mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, but with Marvel, it seems like there is almost always Every annually yeah. or maybe even sometimes twice a year I'm sorry something the, big happening are, yeah i agree i'm sorry both of us paused because the dog masha our shop dog right now is eating the shelves what are you doing sweetheart anyway yeah um well i think one of the things that we can look forward to with legacy marvel legacy is they have promised, it's another crossover quote unquote promised there's not going to be another big event for another year they're oh. just gonna let the books be for a while. So they're gonna let. So they're gonna stop messing with them annually, and they're just gonna yeah. leave them alone for a year. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> God damn it! 
Well, right. That that means that means that there's not one this year. So they're <laughs> skipping a year. No, there's not one this year after they get ri- through with generations. That's not a crossover. What is it? It's uh, you know what? Here's a com- it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> generations is some bullshit, man. I was excited for Generation. I was like, "Ooh, Lady Thor!" And then the Odinson's gonna hang out together. We got uh, Amadeus Cho Hulk and the Bruce Banner Hulk. Mm-hmm. We got Miles Morales and 1960s Peter Parker. It's gonna be fun. There's no reason. You're okay. It's revealed in Secret Empire 10 mm-hmm. that came out this week why Generations is happening. And I've heard some good things about some of the issues. Like apparently the Jean Grey one was pretty good. I read the Hulk one, and we we reviewed it on, uh, spoiler alert, on the show Spoiler Alert. And all of us were like, what, why was, why, nothing, there was no point for this. So these are basically like team-ups. Yeah. They're Mm. time-traveling team-ups. Where Kobik, the aforementioned cosmic cute little girl, has been sending each of these pairs of legacy characters Mm -hmm. to meet up with each other, to learn something from each other. So, it, from what I gathered from the Hulk one, Amadeus Cho loves being the Hulk. He's like, yeah, I can change back and forth, and this is a bonkers good time. But then he met Bruce Banner, and he was like, oh, maybe this is a curse. And that was it. Oh that, was, uh, that was the book. Oh, my God. Yeah, they fought in the desert like the Hulk does. He fought General Ross and some tanks in the desert. Of course. And then that was it. They oh. did some dumpster diving. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I haven't read the rest of the Generations ones. I think we're going to be reviewing another one this week on Spoiler Alert. Mm. Um, But, oh, boy. Mm. Yeah. So y'all were all taken in by that Alex Ross Yeah, we were. Yo. Oh, we're so dumb. Y'all got sucked. Suckered. They got you. Yeah. They got you. I'm looking at it right now. It's beautiful. It's it's nice stuff. It's a great poster it's a great poster you know what it was it's the um zach snyder of of storytelling <laughs> right it looks great and then you look at you you read it and you're like ah oh, fuck it looked good days ago jd it was the 100th birthday of jack kirby wow 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 my yawn was not wow that was so disrespectful (laughs) that was was so disrespectful this is a man who literally literally is the designer and creator of all of comics that you enjoy. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, he was there in the beginning. He was there in the beginning of Fantastic Four. He was there in the beginning of the Avengers. He was there in the beginning of Iron Man, of Hulk, and Thor. Venom. All of them. Spawn. Wildcats. He spawned (laughs) what spawned (laughs) spawn. Damn it, nice. He uh, was, and was you Shit. disrespectfully no, no, I was opened just your <laughs> mouth in wide what the fuck? No, it's yawning. <laughs> Although now that all right, we're gonna if we're gonna talk about it. Uh, are you, ooh, are you about to stick a knife into a sacred cow? I just he's good. I respect what he did. I don't care what about his art. Like, all right. You don't like Jack Kirby's art? No question it hasn't mark. Grown on you yet? It's grow. It's growing on me, right? I think uh, his the way he draws technology is very much his own. Very much. The so. way he draws certain energy is very much his own. Is Kirby, Kirby crackle, right? There's things that are very much his own, and for that, so much respect, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But as for, and maybe it had something to do with the um. The, the stories of the time. I'm also not big into that whole era of comic bookdom, right? I, I don't go back and reread that stuff. I don't what go are back. What you talking and about? The '60s? Yeah, uh, the, the the Jack Kirby era, right? '60s, well, I mean, right? He's '60s and '70s. Yeah. So that whole the stuff he did, I don't go back and reread any of that stuff. Really, I, I don't care about the Excuse new gods me. at all. 
excuse me, excuse the fuck out of me. You don't read the 60s and 70s. Why don't you read the 60s and 70s? Because that's for like people who are almost dead, like you. Why old people? Why is it for old people? That's not for old people. That is the (laughs) origins of this genre upon which you have built your professional career, Mr. Destructo. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's just. All right, I said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's a, if anyone gets that reference. Um, so, um, Robin, right? Robin, the boy year wonder. one. And Batgirl, year one. There's now a trade paperback of it. Yes. Those are retellings of that era of comic books, right? The first appearances or the first year or so of, of Batgirl and Robin. Right. I like that period of time retold through the current lens okay. of storytelling. Okay. There are certain storytelling things that just the way fiction evolves, mm-hmm. when you're at a certain point in fiction and you go back to read the you know some of the beginnings of certain fiction, it becomes um, a little dated for you. So that's where I'm at with Kirby. So what? You got something better to say? Are you mad at me for not loving Kirby to the full extent of my heart? Is no, that see, what it is? I, see, I had to grow into... A love or an appreciation for Jack Kirby. Yeah. Um, I always thought his his art is very blocky. And yeah. Stuff, but yeah. it is. But I do have to uh, say that it is dynamic. It is bold. It's audacious. It's don't give a damn. This is what I'm drawing. You want muscles? You want muscles that don't even exist? I will draw sets of muscles that you've never even seen before. Exactly. And you'll still love it. And it works, man. His. Yeah. His. Fantastic Four just continually blows me away. I mean, the storytelling elements of it, yes, are a little old school. Uh, um, but there is no knocking for the the imagination that he was bringing to those comics. And then to think that, mm-hmm. you know, his designs are are the, still live today. His basic design of Thor mm-hmm. lives today. His design of the Fantastic Four when they return and they shall will be will be what it is. He helped design Spider Man. His new the new gods they re revisiting revisiting those stories and infinite because DC ain't got nothing else. Yeah. That's how, you know, groundbreaking and over the top his stuff was. Yes. Was it so over the top to the point that maybe he didn't even know where he was going story wise with it? Right. Perhaps. <laughs> but nevertheless, there there is a lot to be respected of the man and for his place in history. Uh, he was there at the birth of this um, industry way back in the 30s and 40s before there was the DC and a Marvel, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's right. He's right to be respected. That now, I'm okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to cut you off. Uh, a meme popped in my head that I had seen recently. So, you know, it's one of those inspirational things where if you feel like you haven't done anything in right. your life up to a certain point, don't feel too bad because, and I think it was Jack Kirby. It was like Jack Kirby never drew his first comic book until he was 44 years old or something like that, right? Is that is that that's the not case? true? That's not the case. Is not that's was not it? Maybe he didn't do superhero books until then. No, because he was there. He was around in the in the birth of Captain America, and that was in the 40s. Huh. I wonder what that. I mean, I, to be honest, I may be misremembering the meme, mm-hmm. the image. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something along the lines. Uh, I, I thought it was Kirby, but I may be wrong. Um, so I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I threw your whole shit off, and now you got to try and regroup. Go. That being said, <laughs> we are celebrating the 100 years of Jack Kirby, and better minds than ours on an infinitum on the internet have been celebrating. I'm his sorry, infinitum. There as well, they are celebrating <laughs> 100 years of Jack Kirby. But yeah. here on Gutter Talk, as we talk in and around the white spaces of your comic book page, I want to ask you, Johnny Destructo. At me. Two questions. First, is there in your mind three other comic book creators of whom their 100 years of celebration should also be heralded? Another reason um, um, Jack Kirby is being heralded with the, I think we mentioned it on a previous Gutter Talk, that with the... um, 
the acquisition of Marvel by Disney, Jack Kirby has been retroactively uh, noted as a one of the Disney um, master workmen's or something like Disney? that. Disney? Yeah, yeah. They they they've recognized him as one of those, uh, you know, like those great artists of their history. Just because they bought Marvel, so now they oh, because they bought Marvel. Yeah, they oh, retconned okay, his you. history I was like, into did he their work history. For Disney too? I didn't know that. Okay, I get you. I'm sorry, my bad. Um, are there other creators, comic book creators, whose hundredth year birthday we should commemorate? Yeah, because I don't imagine people are going to celebrate. We're gonna, everyone, we're, every year, every year, we're going to talk about Stanley when he passes. God forbid. Um, Stanley's going to be on the list, obviously. Um, I wish it would be Steve Ditko, mm. but he's so reclusive and mysterious, and he's not really a name on the on the lips and minds of the children. You know what I mean? Like that's true. He's he's my dude, and he's a lot of people's dude, but I don't think uh, people are gonna be sharing memes on the hundredth birthday. See now, here's the, it's, it's see, hard to get to Jack Kirby level see, of notoriety. Your feeling about Jack Kirby is where I land with Ditko. And I get it. I celebrate his his Spider-Man work and his Doctor Strange. I thought was, you know, it wasn't my cup of tea, but I could see what everybody was gravitating towards. Yeah. But outside of that, I'm like, you know. Yo, you're right. No, yeah. I, literally, I'm only basing this on... <laughs> His Spider-Man shit. <laughs> I never read his. Was it Mr. A? Mr. A. I yeah. never read that stuff. And I think um, he did the question, the original the qu question. Yeah, yeah, question. I never, I never gave a shit about early Doctor Strange. But just when I think of Spider-Man, there's certain people who go down in history in my brain because they are their work is the mental representation of that character always for me. Mm -hmm. Norm Brayfogle, Batman. Neil Adams, Batman. Um, Steve Ditko, Spider-Man. When I see, when I picture a comic book Spider-Man page, right. or, or just the character, right. I see the bottoms of his feet, mm. like a Steve Ditko. Yeah, because you always see it on, on feet, yep. I see the, the very cool way he always drew the fingers. He had a very, people have been drawing that thwip. Yep. For thousands of thwips have happened. Millions of thwips. That's the way they work, And right? I see, I see Steve Ditko's thwip, you know what I mean? So um, it's him and, and McFarlane because there's a specific panel of McFarlane where he really made Pete look like he's thwipping through the air and he's very spider-like because mm -hmm. he would always contort everything so very stretchy. Yes. Um, so I see those two things. But that's why he exists in my head, Steve Ditko, is solely because of his Spider-Man work. It was so important to me growing up. The first One of the first comics I ever read was Amazing Spider-Man Annual, number mm -hmm. one with the Sinister Six. Right. And it was a reprint, but I didn't give a fuck. And it was also not only that, it was a reprint, but the top was ripped off. Mm. So it was a return to reprint. So, um, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. It's hard to pick another cat who's as important or at least as revered. I almost said reviled. Revered as Jack Kirby is. Yeah, it's, it's Besides hard. Stan Lee. Besides Stan Lee, really. I, I can't think of anyone else because um, for, for anybody that may have, you know, revered Bob Kane, you know, you find out how he jerked everybody over and how much he didn't. Do. I just saw that documentary. Did we talk about that yet? Oh, yeah, we did. We did about Bill Finger and Bill me. and Bob or Bill, Bill Batman and, and Bob or Bill and me or something like that. Yeah. Oh man. Who? Yeah. He jerked over. I mean, that that was just how he jerked over Bill Finger. Yeah. Who he jerked over most of all. Reminded but I mean, me of. A, I also watched a similar movie, The Founder. Oh, The Founder about the about finding of McDonald's. That was rough. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So, so Bob Kane, he's 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 jacked up history, his history. Um, I wonder why people don't seem to rally behind the names of Siegel and Schuster, the creators of Superman, like that. Not a lot of people even know the names. Maybe if you ask, if you went around with a Conan O'Brien microphone on the street and was just like, "Hey, who's Siegel and Schuster?" No one would know. Y you know, you're probably right. No one would know. You're probably right. Even a lot of comic book fans who are big fans, right? They mm -hmm. might still go, wait, I know that. Why don't I no, no, John Byrne created Superman, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what we can discuss is not who's going to be, but I will say who I think, in my mind, 
Should be, right? And okay. I think we need to jump to the next generation. I think we got Kirby and Lee. Those are the two guys, right? Yes. The two biggest. Yes. Um, after that, the next generation, I guess, man, that's a couple of generations down. I would say maybe Miller. Well, I think you skipped one. I think people, I think people will recognize the genius that was Neil Adams. <laughs> See, you want to say yes. You want to say yes because I love him. He's he well, like Miller has kind of screwed the pooch in recent years with some of his stuff, but historically, Neil Adams in the late '60s and '70s changed the look of comic books forever. Mm -hmm. Green Arrow, Green Lantern. Green Arrow, Green Lantern is Batman, uh, is Dead Man. His Batman running down the beach. Yes. The cape billowing out. Oof. Yes. He did work on Superman. He did work on, on the Avengers, on X-Men. Um, Neil Adams, he is he's a name I think that should go. George Perez. Mm -hmm. He's another guy who needs to be up there. Yeah, George but Perez. Riddle me this, Bat Tribble. Mm-hmm. What was the last thing he's done? Last is thing he's he done that was good? No, 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 no. Just, is he working? I think he more or less has retired. I don't think he's okay. doing anything regularly anymore. All right. um, because I know he's had some health issues, which has affected his um, mm. his artwork to to a degree so that he can't draw with the consistency that he, he was yeah. doing. It even affected him... Um, it's it's affecting them over the like last ten years. I I've heard that it was as much of you know it's now over ten years old. But JLA Avengers, it took a lot out of him to get that done. And then when he left that to go back to at the time he was working with CrossGen, the stuff that he was doing there, he never was even quite the same after that. I never read his CrossGen stuff. Nobody did. Nobody. Yeah, all that. Tim from last week. He read all of that stuff, I think. Yes. Um, and that's one of the things I wanted to get to, and I just never did. But, yeah, I think Perez is a good name. But, yeah. Um, but you were saying Miller. Miller, I think, is going to – he's done a lot of stuff that's recognized his name for, like 300. Mm -hmm. I think people recognize the name. Sin City, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, Dark Knight Returns, still one of my top five graphic novels of all time. Mm -hmm. Um Real quick aside, I called it a graphic novel. By my own standards, that's not true. It's a trade paperback. It's a trade paperback. But for some reason, certain things go beyond trade paperback into graphic novel status just by being important. Is that weird? Like Watchmen is a trade paperback. But I call that a graphic novel to me now. True, but see, I would, I would give Dark Knight Returns graphic novel status because it was – for, I, I think like sixty-four page. What were they called? They weren't called comics. Du deluxe or they were deluxe printed. It was deluxe printed. Yeah, is that was called. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So I, th that's why I would give it graphic novel status. It wasn't okay. like a. It wasn't you know collecting issues of an ongoing series. I guess that's the determining factor. If it's an ongoing and it just yeah. happens to be part of an. Yeah, because I would give it to Watchmen too. Yeah. Watchmen was a finite book. It was mm -hmm. always going to be twelve. You know, and then they were going to be collected as to one. So it was a novel. There were chapters. Alan Moore? See, see, I would give Alan Moore that status over Frank Miller because I think Alan Moore has been more of a creator. Frank Miller, as much as he created, I mean, three, even 300 is, is history. You know what I mean? So really, after Sin City, he created Elektra, but then his Batman is still reworking something that was done. But while Frank Miller, he had to totally rework the Charlton Heroes for Watchmen. And then you take all of the Tom Strong stuff that he did. I still never read any of it. Still. I got to read it. You know, Top 10, is that him? Top 10 is him. Oh, my God. Top 10 is so good. I got to read that. Um, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Well, the League is a bunch of characters that he borrowed. Fair enough. Just like Watchmen was a bunch of characters he borrowed, but then wasn't allowed to borrow them. So then had so to, he had like to rework them. Rework them. So he had to rework them. Which, thank God, he did. So he reworked them, and they were created. I mean, I guess. JD, he created the entire Tom Strong universe, all of those comics, all of those heroes, and all of those concepts. Here's a controversial one I'm going to throw at you. Talking about, re you know, creating things. Rob Leefield. Oh, my God, you motherfucker. <laughs> I'm sorry. Motherfudger. Um, you sassafras. 
Um, Robert Kirkman. Too soon. But people know his name. He's more of a household name than Kirby is. For people well, who aren't com- no. for people who aren't comic book people. No, I know. No. Well, okay, maybe. Um, but uh, just because of Walking Dead. Or th- that's because of Walking Dead, and Walking Dead is out there on TV. So yeah. they're not really comic book people. They know him because he's a producer on TV. Yeah. They might not even know that he had anything to do with the comic. I do get people who come in and are like, oh, they made a they made a comic book out of The Walking Dead. Yeah, who you know. Fuck you. So, um, but he, you could argue because he, he, now he is a creator. Walking yep. Dead creator, Invincible creation. And I'll tell you, as much as people like The Walking Dead, Invincible. Is the book. That's my shit. That's the shit. I'm, ca- I'm not caught up. It's Me ending either. soon. I know. Isn't that some shit? I'm sad it's ending, but I still have so much more to read. I know. I still as far as I'm concerned, it's eight not books to catch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to end for another couple of years for me. <laughs> All right. I don't remember where we left off. But uh, that seems like a perfect place to leave. It just sure does. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk. Uh, I'm Johnny Destructo. I'm the Bat Tribble. Email us at bat-tribbles at gmail.com or... Who's the bat-tribbles at gmail? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Email black, us at the black... Black-tribbles at gmail.com or cultpopgo at gmail.com. And uh, we're usually here... What is this? What's today? Oh, today's Sunday. Today's Sunday. This is why people can't join us in the shop for the recording. I switch it around. Listen, it's either a Wednesday or a Sunday. Just show just, up. Just maybe just we'll be recording. Do we want to give can a be question on the show. real quick? Oh, good question. What do you got? I don't know. What are we going to give him, <laughs> give him a question? We do not prep for this show. Um, we don't. We uh, really don't. What do we know? Oh, we already asked. What's the bridge too far? We asked this early on oh, in the show did. at the yes. top. What's the bridge? Let's know your bridge hour. too far. Yes. Um, what have you enjoyed? And then all of a sudden something happened. There were some Nightwalker chains. Yes. Fucked you up. And you're like, I'm out. Peace. Yes. Email us. Let us know what that is. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. Da-